Are you ready to live your best life, be stronger, and fall in love with yourself? It's possible, and it's inside you, but you need to unlock the power within. Welcome to Fearlessly Authentic with Jody Harrison Bauer. Jody used to be afraid to take risks. It took some stepping out of her comfort zone to get her there. Along with her guests and their stories, Jody will help you to live your best life ever. Now, here's your host, Jody Harrison Bauer. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Fearlessly Authentic. I'm your host, Jody Harrison Bauer, and it is such a pleasure to have you listening in once again. And I want to thank everybody around the world for listening into the show. And hopefully, every single week, my message is helping you and it's educating you, empowering you, and inspiring you to live a fearlessly authentic life because that is what we are here for, right? So every week with my guests, I try to do that and wait until you hear my guest today. But before I introduce him, I want to tell you about Sakara. It is a company that I discovered back in December when I turned 60 because I was looking into going more plant-based and my guest has a little bit of an influence on me regarding the plant-based foods. And um, so I looked into it because I didn't know how to prepare foods that were plant-based and Sakara does create the meals. They're delicious, nutritious, and they deliver them to my home. And I just feel better. I love the way the foods taste. So I suggest that you look into it. It's sakara.com. That's S-A-K-A-R-A.com. Use my code XOJody to save 20% on your first purchase. And I also want to talk just very quickly about their metabolism powder, which helps to elevate your metabolism during the day. Um, so I, I really strongly suggest you you try this. I put it in my coffee. I put it in my shakes. I use it once or twice a day. I'm drinking it right now. It's in my coffee and it tastes delicious. So again, it's Sakara S A K A R A dot com. Use my code XOJody to save twenty percent off your first purchase. And just to remind you to please rate, review, and subscribe to Fearlessly Authentic on Apple Podcasts. Okay, so I'm done with all of this stuff. Darren Tommaso, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm thrilled to have you here. We've talked about it so many times and we finally got our act together and did it. So a little bit about Darren. Um, I, I'm just going to disclose that Darren is my trainer. You guys know that I've been in the fitness industry for over 30 years and I am a personal trainer. I'm a certified personal trainer and but sometimes, you know, you need somebody to kick your butt a little bit more. And he was actually introduced to me by my daughter who hired him as a trainer. They both live in New York City. That's the city to us on the East Coast. But for all of you around the world, it's New York City. And uh, I was super impressed with this young man for his professionalism and the way he trained me, which is exactly the way I like to be trained, tough, but nurturing and no excuses and it starts with core strength, right, Darren? Of course, core and glute, core and glute. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> so a little bit about Darren, um, now that I've bragged about him, um, but he is a great, great trainer. And if I can say, I don't say that about too many people because I'm you know honored. I'm really, really picky, really picky, anybody who knows that. So here's a little bit about Darren, and then we're going to get into uh, the depth of who he is and, and why he does what he does. Darren is a performance trainer, health and wellness consultant, training and programming director at The Session New York City, and health and wellness director for Metropolis Sport Magazine, and founder of Win Your Day LLC, which we are going to talk about a lot. Darren is a certified personal trainer, women's fitness specialist, corrective exercise specialist, and fitness nutrition specialist with a BS in psychology from the University of Pennsylvania. So impressive, impressive, um, just not on paper, but in human person also. So again, so Darren, you know, I wanted to have you on the show because I am, um, again, impressed by the way you live your life. You um, walk the walk, you talk the talk. So I want to go back to when, um, what brought you to what you do now, going back to when you were growing up and what do you, how did that affect what you do for a living right now? Yeah, for sure. Um, 
I mean, I never thought that I was going to go into the fitness industry. Uh, I always played sports growing up, uh, you know, oh, baseball from the age of five, basketball, soccer, you name it. Uh, but growing up, that was really the extent to my fitness and, and wellness. So um, growing up uh, southern part of New Jersey, I was low income. Dad was a carpenter. And so for us, it's like, you know, carpentry was like the family business. And um, and when, when you do grow up low income in, in certain areas where healthy foods and gyms and fitness centers aren't readily accessible, uh, a lot of like fast food was the norm and didn't really know the difference personally between the, the handful of leafy greens and veggies versus, you know, the, the McDonald's sandwich. Um, so that was always something that uh, was just like a common theme. But it wasn't until I I got into high school and I really hunkered down and I going into high school decided to pick up the game of tennis and that was going to be my sport going into high school. So I really wanted to become a master of the sport and and learn strategy and I was self-taught. So I was hitting up against the wall at our high school. I was reading articles and looking at YouTube videos and I just wanted to see how I could elevate my performance on court. Um, and in the me- while I was doing that, I was lucky enough to have two athletic trainers, uh, trainer Dave and Dara uh, at my high school, um, who gave me the tools necessary to make a lot of different lifestyle changes. In it. And I feel as though, you know, a lot of what I'm doing now is really thankful to them I- instead of just uh, giving me a short response to my questions and kick me out the door. They really took the time to talk to me about my nutrition, about my mindset, about sleep. And it wasn't until that time of my ninth grade, uh, freshman year of high school, that all those things started to connect. And I saw my improvement in sport go up. I saw my mental health, uh, physical health increase, and it helped my studies and uh, performance in school as well. And it's really great as I started to pick these different things up. Uh, it had an impact on my mom as well, who was going through her own fitness journey. Uh, this is really great uh, as I was starting to uh, cook my own meals and get into bed early and meditate. Um, my mom started to do these same things. And I remember going to uh, after school, I was on the tennis court practicing my serve on my own. My mom was on the track walking laps on her own uh, because we didn't have a gym. Um, and by, by my sophomore year, she ended up losing uh, over a hundred pounds and became her happiest and, and healthiest self. And I, I think that that was a, key moment for me where I realized like if you get the tools to one person that is great but that has profound effects on intergenerational health their familial health uh friends family the community uh and that's really a driving force now in my work is like well I know the impact that I they had on me when I was given those tools uh, so now I want to give other people the tools that they need to make a difference in their life. And more likely than not, if one person, an individual starts to pick things up and starts to go out with friends and order that side salad without the dressing, because they're a little bit more focused, it's going to have those impacts on the other people around them as well. Um, and, and then I... Yeah. It, it's so well said because it, it is true that when I even introduced you and said that you walk the walk, talk the talk, and I think that is how we impress upon um, others in our own quiet way, maybe, is that it's not about telling people what to do. It's about showing them what to do, and then they can take that information and, and decide what they want to do with it. Totally. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, we're so influenced by uh, the people around us and, and what we see and you know, just like one positive change and one positive impact can impact, you know, a, a tree of, of other people. Uh, very, very yeah. true. You know, um, you mentioned when you started telling me the story about how this all came about and that you are self-taught in tennis and nutrition. And I think that is a big problem in the world when you grow up low income, as you described, that you you don't have that education about nutrition. And then you start developing bad eating habits because you, you don't have any other choices and it affects you 
really physically, your teeth, your your muscle growth, uh, how you're growing. And you are lucky to have found these mentors that took you under their wing and started teaching you that, no, the hamburger at McDonald's, not to shit on McDonald's right now, but like <laughs> the hamburger at McDonald's is not a really good choice if you're looking for a lean protein, for example. For sure. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing. Like the data is staggering. 37.2 million people are food insecure. They don't have access to uh, healthy food options. And that's uh, that 37.2 million in the US includes 6 million children. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you have to think about like, okay, well, there's environmental reasons, there's socioeconomic reasons. Um, but there's also just knowledge. Uh, having that knowledge go, go, definitely goes a long way in making those changes. And that is in a lot of nutrition is influenced at such an early age, what you're introduced to uh, as a child is becomes your food preferences when you're older. And once you have those set in stone, it's very hard uh, to make changes. Right. Changing those habits, changing those routines. And exactly. so when you, when you started learning more about nutrition and brought it to your mom and she was walking on, on the track while you were playing tennis, um, was she open um, and how did you, how did she react to this? Was she like, wow, I didn't know. Or did you feel like you were, you were taking your mom, making her so much healthier? You know, like, I, I don't think I can take all the credit for that. Uh, because my mom at that time was extremely self-motivated to, to do this. Um, so I don't think at the time I really thought about how I was teaching my mom, but at the same time, she taught me a lot too, because from, we're coming from two different paths. I was trying to improve performance. I went into high school, hundred pounds soaking wet, <laughs> um, I ended up, uh, graduating 150 pounds, put on a lot of muscle, a lot of that, wow. you know, shout out puberty. Uh, but uh, I put in a lot of work. So I think two different journeys, mm-hmm. um, but through her journey, I learned so much from her too, about the way that she would eat and cook and uh, save meals, split meals in half and have some for lunch and have a smaller meal later uh, from the way she uh, incorporated more fruits and vegetables into her diet, different uh, protein sources. Uh, so I would say it was a, uh, a symbiotic effect where we're both learning from each other. I love that. And so the tennis, tell me about your tennis career, because you said you were mostly an athlete did not think you would ever be going into this career. I don't know if you thought you had, you know, what you thought you were going to be doing once you went off to college, but um, the self-taught, and then your tennis team in high school was terrible, right? And then you ended up being like national champs or something like that. (laughs) Not quite, but um, (laughs) yeah, I I think with like, which we may talk about later, I think that like certain modes of fitness and certain brands even, they're associated with a certain kind of person. And for me growing up, tennis was associated with, with rich, privileged individuals. And, you know, growing up low income, like I couldn't, it just the, the rackets, the balls, the lessons, the, to pay for court time. Right. It was just something that I never even like thought was possible for me. Um, you know, granted, you know, I come from a, a kind of privileged background, um, but when, funny story, I had in-school suspension my eighth grade year uh, towards the end of eighth Hard grade. Hard to think that you would do anything wrong ever, Darren. <laughs> I, I, I was like a comedian. Uh, now my comedy has turned a little bit more into dad jokes, but I was a comedian <laughs> and, and jokester. And, um, but I had in-school suspension and the teacher of that was uh, uh, Vincent Luciano and he was the assistant coach to the tennis team. And he pulled me over and it was like right around as we were choosing like what clubs we wanted to do in high school. He pulled me over and he's like, Darren, uh, if you let me give you a tennis racket and you consider playing tennis, I'll say that I lost your work and you don't have to do anything here. As, as like a wow. 13, 14 year old kid, I'm like, heck yeah. All right. Give me, yeah. sign me up. Um, but you know, jokes aside, he handed me that racket and I was just, from then on became like very dedicated, like, okay, this is something when you're five years old, you don't pick the sport that you want to play. Yeah. I love those sports, but it gave me like, you know what? Like, this is a new energy. This is something that I'm going to put all my energy and focus into and build on my own. Uh, and, you know, go not 
having the lessons and all that, I was going out to our high school and just hitting against the wall, against the wall. And my coaches always said, you can never beat the wall. It's the best opponent because you can never beat the wall. So I, I made it my, my dedication wow. to beat the wall. And, uh, you know, my dad working for the school district would climb up on the roof and every <laughs> couple of months pull out a big trash bag of wet, soggy tennis balls and just continue to reuse them. And eventually wow. found a lot of like mentors and friends who, uh, were still in high school or graduated who played, who won, took me under their wing and gave me tips here and there. Um, so my freshman year, our team was one in 23. Um, so we were bad. Uh, I, I, I was our first, I played doubles. That was really my, my game. Um, but each year, my second year, we were, th- we, were we almost broke 500. Then our third year, we uh, were like this close to winning our division and our conference and then with a winning record. And then by our senior year, we had won our conference, our division, and my partner and I uh, won our singles tournament in South Jersey. So we were the best doubles team in South Jersey. And uh, and I, my dad just let me know a few months ago, actually, that my name is now on the plaque uh, in, in our high school hallway for uh, having the best, the most wins as a doubles team in high school history. And I think it was just, we had like a really solid team of people who I tend to be a basket case with things. And when I put my focus, that's where my energy flows. And I think that just our competitive nature on the team really pushed each other to our boundaries to improve together as a team. And there's definitely tough moments, uh, but it made us stronger. And that was evidence. (laughs) Yeah, I, you know, years. I love this story because it's something you wouldn't have done. It fell in your lap and you, you know, ran with it. You literally and figuratively ran with it. And I think for anyone listening right now who knows somebody who, you know, doesn't think that they should be playing a rich person sport like tennis or whatever it may be, hockey whatever those sports are, you can do it. You will find a way if you have that right mentor. So I see how grateful that you are for those mentors and mentors are very important to anybody. And, and that's sort of where I want to take this is that that's sort of your mindset right now is not necessarily the mentor, but yes, mentoring other people, teaching them how to approach fitness, health, well-being, um, and so when you went off to college, uh, you you started this mantra of win your day. Yeah, yeah. So I, I went to the University of Pennsylvania um, and I went in wanting to be an orthopedic doctor. But uh, my senior year of high school, there was a gruesome injury in the NCAA tournament. <laughs> Kevin Ware uh, from Louisville went up for a jump shot, compound fracture, shin sticking out of his bone. And I was like, no. Disgusting. No, not for me. Um, but I, I went into college not really knowing what I wanted to do. And I was fortunate enough to be uh, accepted to an Ivy League institution as a first-generation college student and uh, with wow. financial aid. Um, so Congratulations. Super, that's that's amazing. Again, like this can be done for anybody listening. This can be done. Like nothing's impossible. Like you did this. Yeah. You did this. You could have said, this is my fate. This is, I'm just, I'm going to be a carpenter. I'm going to be this. I'm going to be that. But you continue to push yourself. And I want people to really understand that, that it is, I think it comes from a mindset and an attitude. The mindset and the attitude go together. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, And when I went into college, not knowing what I wanted to do, uh, I actually had a reverse freshman 15. I lost 15 pounds my first semester. I was just, wasn't eating enough. I was stressed. I ended up walking on the varsity fencing team uh, because I just really wanted that competitive nature of one that sport. Um, realized that wasn't quite for me. And then <laughs> I got played for a club tennis team uh, uh, off and on sophomore to senior year. Uh, but, you know, going into college and at Penn, where it's like a very business focused Ivy League institution, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to do consulting. I'm going to do finance and uh, all these things that was that are great, but not really something I was interested mm. in. Um, and then my junior year, so we have a bodybuilding competition every year at Penn. And the coach, uh, Anthony Tanishki, he was a former Olympian. He brought the hammer throw field uh, for track and field to the women's game. Uh, and he was one of the coaches. And wow. he put together this bodybuilding show. And we used to work out at the same time. Then he recruited me. He's like, hey, Darren, 
I think you have what it takes. And so junior year, I decided to train for this and go on stage. And this was crazy because I had never worked towards like any type of aesthetic related goal, but it really put me back in touch with the mindset and with health and nutrition, because when I did the bodybuilding competition, junior and senior year, those were my best two years academically because now I knew, okay, well, I need to make sure I get enough sleep. So the time I have to go to the library has to be within this window. And I know I have this time. So I have to get this work done because if I don't get this work done, it will go into my sleeping time. And I know that I have to recover and get my mind right. Uh, and you have then to sleep, I'm, hydrate. Yeah, exactly. Focused, because I'm training be in the scheduled. morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all I started to see how all these pillars started to really like relate to each other because it's a little different when you're in college and you're on your own versus when you're in high school. You have a little bit more support in high school, right? Uh, and I started seeing how all these pieces fit together, and uh, it really inspired me to make this a, a career choice. So I. I got my certification at the time to just like, you know, there's a lot of mental health related uh, issues at Penn and that weighed heavily on me. I was class president and we're, our whole thing was to bring people together and provide an outlet for people to have fun and do activities. And uh, after that show, and I realized like how well that is, you know, basically from September to December, how well I was feeling I felt as though I had an obligation to help others and be in a industry of service where I could provide an outlet for students, for faculty, for staff to go in and take their minds off of whatever's going on and to do something good for themselves every, every, every darn day. Um, and then at senior year, I just kind of, I did the competition, I actually won my senior year, Congratulations. Um, uh, in, in my class, uh, and after that, and then going towards like finals, I remember just like crashing in bed after one day of like early morning training session. I all these things were like really, really lining up for me. I had finals, but I, I was efficient with my time. I remember just lying in bed like, damn, I, I really won this day. And then it was like, you know what, like this, this is it. Like I won my day today and this is going to help me with this is a small win today that's going to sustain forward momentum and motivation. And that's what winner day is. Uh, for me, it's the small wins that sustains daily motivation to keep you going. And yeah, I, you know what? I love that you realize that you had this realization, you know, it was your aha moment as a lot of people would refer to it. Right. And I know I similar to that when I competed started competing at 47 and then won two world shows at 49. I, I, that's when I took, that's when I went on my path. I mean, I was a lot older than you are uh, at the time. And, but it does, it gives you that feeling that I want to help others have this same feeling um, of empowerment, right? Empowerment of the mind and body. And I tell so many people, as I know you do as well, when you're training people, that it's not just the body because the mind, the body doesn't go anywhere. It needs the mind to tell it first. The body, the body flows where the mind goes. You know, we need yeah, direction exactly. from the mind first. So, um, so when the day was born, senior year of college, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, win your day. Yeah. I remember just going straight to Instagram and grabbing a handle mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, no. uh, as a, as a senior in college and in this uh, day and age, that was the first thing I thought of. I was like, <laughs> Oh wait, let me, let me. Um, but yeah, that, that's exactly it. And you know, when we get finished working out and a lot of times you'll say after every workout, how do you feel Jody? And I always want to say, you know, I'm going to go, I I'm just, you know, I'm going to win my day, but it's, it's, yeah such a great feeling of accomplishment. And I know both of us are trainers. We want our clients, the people we talk to, the people that we could affect every day to feel like they are winning their day, that they've just accomplished so much. And when they walk, you know, when we get off the phone or they walk out the door, wherever you are, that that person is going to have a better day because of what they just accomplished. Right? Yes. Yes. I love that. Exactly. It's, it's not even just working out. It's it's responding to to the ten emails that you you had uh, 
good from the night before that you woke up to. It, it's exactly. not just working out. There's all these other components that if we start to realize like, okay, well, that was a small win. And when you start realizing those small wins, we had them daily, but it takes you some time to realize that it is a win. And when you start realizing that you are winning every single day, albeit small, that's when it starts to build. And, and exactly. you start I- to... I got to cut you off here because we're going to go to a break. We're going to go to a break. And then when we come back with Darren, we are going to talk about how you, he's going to teach you how you can win your day every day and what you can do to feel like a winner every day. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. On Fearlessly Authentic, Jody talks about mental and physical well-being, and the key to both starts with proper nutrition. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan was created to help your body feel better. Whether your goal is to lose weight, gain muscle, or just feel lighter and more energetic, following this meal plan can help you get there. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan is a 21-day plan to help you learn the most important things about the food we eat and what foods are right for you based on your goals and activity level. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan is a real plan for real life. This is not a diet, but a change in lifestyle. The plan is simple and easy for you to follow. In the 21-day plan, you will receive meal ideas, snack ideas, a grocery list, and a 21-day journal crucial to your success with inspirational quotes to keep you motivated and keep track of your progress. The key to success is commitment, consistency, and willpower. Be fearless and trust the journey. Go to JodyFit.com to purchase the JodyFit meal plan now and use the promo code podcast to get 25% off. You need to live up to your full potential. You've heard that for years, but now there's a channel to help you get there. Introducing the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Our listeners have told us that they want to be motivated, hear about success stories, and positive encouragement around the clock. And we've responded to you. The Voice America Empowerment Channel is the home of the world's top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success experts. Listen to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's here at voiceamericaempowerment.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Fearlessly Authentic with Jody Harrison Bauer. We'd love to hear from you with any questions or comments you may have. Send an email to info at jodyharrisonbauer.com. That's info at jodyharrisonbauer.com. Now, back to Fearlessly Authentic. Welcome back, everybody. I am with Darren Tommaso, and we are talking about training, mindset, um, everything to do with winning your day. And Darren was talking about that before the break after winning a bodybuilding contest in college, right? Yeah. yeah. And I did I did bikini fitness shows. I didn't do bodybuilding. A lot of people think that I did bodybuilding. I'm like, no, no, I, the, not, I'm not the bodybuilder type. But it is, it just, I think it, it had the same effect on both of us that we wanted to take whatever we learned, learning that we had a strong mindset and learning that we just built a very strong vehicle, our bodies that what the body can do with the right mindset and obviously commitment and consistency and taking really good care of ourselves that we want to take that experience and knowledge and tell me if I'm wrong, this is how I felt. We want to share that with other people because we want to help other people feel the way we did. And it, and they'll express it maybe differently. Like I, I'm taking on uh, ballroom dancing because I'm not going to, yeah, 
I forgot to know that. that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I'm not going to do any more fitness shows because I competed for 10 years and accomplished what I wanted to. But, you know, it's another mind body thing more, you know, pushing more towards the feminine side, maybe with that. But so I wanted to ask you, let's go back to what happened during COVID, because that was a huge pivotal point in your life and in your career. So you're working in New York as a trainer. You're working at at session, right? Yeah. And you have personal training clients. Um, I don't think I was, tra- I, I, yes, I think I was training with you before. Or You trained like once or twice when you with, visited New York. With Lexi, with Lexi right? Yeah. yeah. So um, you tell me you were working on a program that you were about to release. Everybody was starting to talk about COVID. We really didn't know the effect it was going to have on us. This is January, February, 2020. We're all sort of like living our lives, but knowing that this COVID thing is looming over our heads. So tell me what you were thinking as you were putting together a program, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So uh, just in the, the fall of 2019, I was um, given the role as a health and wellness director to a new fitness magazine that was uh, being launched out of uh, uh, Seth Travis's was the owner and it was out of his uh, Man of Metropolis magazine that he had already had focus on fashion and he wanted to build something out a little bit more focused on health and wellness. And it, we put in countless hours, there's a hundred pages, maybe plus of, of content and, and shoots and my articles uh, with like Q and A's with other trainers in the city. And uh, that uh, launched February. And unfortunately, as everything was happening, that kind of just fell under the radar and didn't get a lot of uh, a lot of attention that I wanted people to kind of get to this. Uh, but for me, I work 30 to 40 hours a week, even sometimes more just with clients face to face and groups uh, outside of like other projects and writing opportunities that I have and, like my own training. Um, and that really pays the bills for me. And, but right. I realized that outside of COVID that we're already in a public health crisis where yes. um, only two out of three adults are getting the daily recommended uh, activity in any given day. Uh, and I know that there's a, so, 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 so many more people who I don't have that same accessibility to train with me, whether that's because they don't live in New York city or they don't have the uh, financial resources for it, or they, they have kids and they can't leave them. Um, so I realized that there's a greater need to put resources and knowledge out there to help more people out. Um, and I, I have right above my, my desk, I'm supposed to know uh, a little mantra t- to myself that says, win your day, help others win theirs. And that's really the way that I operate every day. Like I, I know that I... And that's why I asked you to be on the show. Yeah, exactly. I, I know that I won my day if I can go to bed and be like, I know that I helped one person out today. Um, but around that time, I saw what was going on and people were really focused on their health and taking these precautionary measures. We had no idea what COVID would entail or that shutdowns or quarantine could even be possible. Um, so I dedicated myself to just filming a, a body weight banded exercises and I put that together in what I coin a uh, movement pack. Um, so it, it was a good, and it was, it started off on a Google spreadsheet. Uh, it was free. It was public is accessible. No emails, no like hoops to jump in. It was there. All you had to do was open it up. Uh, so I put that together in, in maybe two to three weeks. Uh, and the first go around, it had maybe 20 workouts. It had like a four day uh, program uh, within a week. It had shorter workouts, it had banded workouts, dumbbell, cardio conditioning, outdoor stuff. Um, really, there's a, a wide gambit of things that could help anybody, no matter like what fitness level, no matter what equipment or a time they had available. Five minutes, 10 minutes, 60 minutes, there's something in here for you. Uh, and right as New York City started to shut down, I finally finished it and, and put it out there. Uh, and the response was just amazing. Uh, if you remember too, tell me, you know, yeah, like, tell me about this, share that with everybody. Yeah. So the movement pack, it, it was just so dope. If you're familiar with Google spreadsheets, you'll see like at the top is like anonymous otter, anonymous, like crocodile, like, you, you know, it has like the different profiles. Yeah. I stay away on. from spreadsheets. <laughs> so. <But> it was, <laughs> it was so, so cool. Like it ended up reaching 10, uh, just around 10,000 people wow. who were on this on almost a daily basis, opening it up 
going through these workouts, doing them. And it really inspired me because my, my gym session, NYC, shout out session, NYC, Kat, Pat and the team, um, we had just closed and we were so uncertain. Like what is next for us? What is next for me? I wasn't working any hours. I didn't have clients. We didn't know what zoom sessions were yet. Right. We, we didn't um, like, yeah, we went on Zoom yeah. maybe once. Right. We had no clue. Yeah, yeah exactly. But what it kept me going both in my career because it motivated me to put more workouts out there because I saw just how many people were on the spreadsheet, were doing these workouts, were texting me about it, sending me videos and photos from all over the so the world and tagging me on Instagram. Um, and it was just such a rewarding feeling uh, t- to know that I had just like a little tiny impact on the way people approach their day to day during this, this pandemic and this crisis. What uh, I, what I especially uh, love about this, the fact that you were helping other people win their day, exactly what your mantra mm-hmm. is, win your day and help others do the same or something like that. I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. but um, is that at that time, every other trainer in New York, tell me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. th- was putting out videos and charging for it. Nobody was putting out the the majority of people. I'm not criticizing them. Yeah. We're putting out things because we needed to make money, right? My gym closed for three months and everybody, but yours was free. I I knew that for me, I, because I just operate on a daily day basis of like trying to put out resources and knowledge for people to make this all more accessible and to give people these tools. It was nothing to me because this is, it actually was an opportunity. It's like, okay, I don't have to go into work. I finally have the time to work on this other mission of mine. Mm -hmm. Uh, Totally just like not even focus on, on the financial side of things. And, you know, end of day, every trainer, every gym, they have their own thing. And I'm very lucky to be at a gym session where we share a similar mentality uh, us a session, uh, we hunkered down as well. And we started putting out free Zoom sessions that were donation-based. And we were taking those donations and providing them to local shelters and and uh, causes and COVID support. It's amazing. And, it, you know, this is what I've alluded to earlier is community right. health. Right, right. And I have my winter day community and the community of friends and family and people who follow me on Instagram. A uh, session had, has our community, which overlaps. And it it's just a real opportunity to give back to, to the community. And that kind of circles back to when you were in eighth grade, ninth grade and given that tennis racket and talking back in middle school, talking about nutrition, that whole giving back. And that's, that's the beauty of it. When you have somebody who's affected you think about all of the, the people you're affecting right now. And you, you sent me something in a text message that I want to share with everybody. Um, when we were talking back and forth about, uh, being on the show and so on. And you said, it was a big personal investment, but again, I truly believe it's going to make me cry because this is beautiful. <laughs> I truly believe that I can help democratize health and wellness by putting out free resources and knowledge, just like the people who believed in me enough to give me the tools to make an impact on my health. I mean, wow. Like, wow. That's yeah, that's exactly it. And um, the movement pack, it, at a certain point, it had 70 plus workouts or 400 different possible exercises. Oh my gosh, Jody. Yeah, I did. Um, like I teared up over it. that because I, I think that's amazing. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Keep to, talking so I can um, like. So like it got to a point where some people reached out to me like, this is great, but where do I start? Um, so that message was actually about uh, another project I put together, the starter pack. So I saw the success of the movement pack and how that kept people active and during these times. So I hired a videographer, a creative designer, and people to build out a website. And we cr- I basically created a six-week program that I took people from start to finish from based on like my training philosophy. And in each week, I included uh, tips on mentality, nutrition, um, training, recovery, sleep, and a ton of other topics that basically was a six-week curriculum that built off each other. Um, now, did you, now was that free as well? Yeah, yeah, that was free. And that was like 
that was the biggest investment because mm. I had put a lot of financial resources into uh, hiring a team of people who to see this vision uh, come to life. And that was driven by that exactly goal to help democratize health and wellness. And that's what I truly believe in is like that program, this movement pack was mostly workouts. The starter pack was still body weight, was still free, open access, no emails, nothing like that. I just wanted people to move. Right. Um, but right. I also wanted to take them and teach them, okay, you got the working out now. Let's talk about the mindset. Let's mm. talk about um, res- restrictive eating and versus versus um, you know, non-restrictive eating. And instead of being so restrictive on the way we eat, instead just include more fresh, whole, fresh, unprocessed exactly. food. People don't react to the restrictive. You know, yeah. uh, you you did, you were a bodybuilder. I, I competed for 10 years. We know what it's like to have restrictive yeah. diet and trying to teach that and help others do the same thing. You know, I've learned in my over 30 years that, you know, nobody wants to be restricted. So you make it... Yeah less restrictive, but include these things. So they feel yeah, that exactly. they're not, I'm sure you hear this from your clients. They're bad. You never want to hear, I'm sure you yeah. hear this a lot. Like I was bad this weekend. No, no, no. You're never bad. You're never bad is not a word we use. Yeah. Right. Yeah, life, and that's where life. you really have to, that's really what you're doing with your clients is working on their mindset that everything right. that they're doing is, is towards a positive, healthy, well-being. Exactly. And that was what the starter pack was. It was years of my personal philosophies, approaches to health and wellness that I have learned and picked up over the, over the years. And exactly that. I put out that project and it's still out there. DarrenTomasso.com. It's called the the starter pack. You can also find me on my Instagram, DarrenTomasso, but um, that's exactly it. I put out, that because I had people who believed in me and wanted to see me succeed and change the way that I approached uh, my days. And, you know, I saw that that little, little did those people know that the impact they had on me right. would then impact, uh, you know, the, the people I am able to work with every single day, the people who, uh, who I've networked with and connected with uh, through social media. Uh, it, it's a really, really powerful thing. Just believing in someone and giving them it really is. I mean, even when we're training and you're like, okay, you're strong, really strong. And I'm like, okay, like deep down, I know I'm strong. AF. Heck yeah. Your only limitation is not having more More weights weights at your your home. I know, I know. (laughs) You have to tell me what else to buy that I could bring to my house or go to my studio. Um, But yeah, I train with Darren twice a week. And yeah, I have to lift heavier when I'm with you because I know I can't, because we can't let my daughter be stronger than me, right? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, one of the things we talked about that I wanted you to share today was five ways that you can help people win their day. Yeah, so I... I think that like as a clarification, I did the bodybuilding competitions in Penn, but after my senior year and for that training, I was focusing a little bit more on strength training and powerlifting. Um, I'm, I've since transitioned away from just a purely aesthetic related goals right? Uh, and more about goals that help sustain lifelong health, wellness, and happiness, because that's really what it's all about in, in the long term. I think those bodybuilding competition was great because it gave me a short-term goal to focus on. Yes. Uh, so I, I think we should be able to set those short-term goals, you know, like run a marathon, run a 5k or, you know, whatever that may be. But uh, that's what I really preach with all my clients is that it's lifelong health, wellness, and happiness. And also to do so without injury and being durable and you know, then being able to do cool stuff in the gym, that's always a, a nice added bonus. Um, so yeah, uh, to, to your question then uh, about like ways you can win your day is, I think one, it starts off tempering, winning and losing. You can't always win. So I think point number one is to get comfortable with your failures because through failure, we learn. Right. Think about this in, in the context of a gym. If I handed you a pencil, had you bicep curl this, you may bicep curl that to infinity, but are you really building? Probably not. So, you know, I, I talked to my clients and they're like, oh my gosh, I felt like I'm so weak. It's like, well, so far you've been able to do hundred percent of your reps. What's one failed rep? 
what's one where you're like, no, I can't do this. Like I have to put the weight down. Um, take that out of the gym context and put that into everyday life. Like nobody is a hundred percent, hundred percent of the time. Right. And I'd be lying to te- if I told you that that's the case with me and my mom who may be watching didn't raise a liar. Um, so Yay, mom. It, yeah, it's understanding that there's going to be failures with this and through those failures, embracing your failures, that is going to make you stronger. Think about that in the context of, uh, of a sport. Very few teams go undefeated. They have to lose, learn from that loss. They go, they sit down and maybe tough at first, but they look at the tapes. They look at that strategy and see how they can, adjust for that next game during their next training cycle, whatever it may be. So think about that. Like if you know that you're, you want to lose, you want to put on muscle or lose weight and you know that you want to incorporate more vegetables into your diet, but one day you just forgot to, to eat that, that extra veggie serving per meal. That's okay. Let's take it. Let's take a step back. Yeah, sure. You, you had that failure. You didn't reach that goal today, but what can we learn from this about yourself and about maybe there's, maybe you need to create a new routine and maybe you need to physically wash the veggies the day before. So they're ready for you or cook them the day before we learn. And then we change our routine from that. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I always um, think about when we're lifting weights, you brought up the pen, lifting that till infinity, that, we don't build, we don't grow, we don't progress until we've got that last rep, that last rep. And that is where the change happens. Or we fail and we're like, okay, but next time I'm going to do it. Or I fail there, but failure isn't a fail. It's growth. It's progress. Exactly. Every single time. And that is a mentality frame of mind, right? That's the mindset. That's the mindset. So number two, what's another way? Number two, it it starts with the morning. You got to get the morning off, right? So uh, when we wake up, a lot of us, we have our cell phones, you know, like I'm sitting here on podcast, but I have my cell phone like right there. Uh, But our cell phones are alarm clocks. And I, I like to encourage my clients to, before you pick up the phone, like turn off the alarm clock, sure. But before you pick up the phone, you look at all the notifications and all the emails you missed that just take the morning to yourself and set the day off on the right foot. So I, I encourage people to lay off the phones, grab a lot of water. You're just dehydrated for six to eight hours. Most of us should be sleeping more, but that's another conversation. You're just dehydrated for that long. So hydrate eat something nutritious, you know, a smoothie. Right, you want to break juice. that. You want to break that fast when you wake up, you want to drink and you want to break that fast, depending on what your, ex, what your activity is. I, I sure. tell people that, you know, if you're going to work out or you're going to go running, you probably yeah. do not want to eat, but yeah, it's mainly like a hydration thing and just getting your systems revved up without shocking your systems too early. Because once you pick up that phone, this not the light, plus all the notifications. It increases your cortisol, whether you you like it or not. Um, Okay, we've got number three, and hopefully Aaron's going to give us a little bit more time, Aaron. Um, Three (laughs) is uh, to move every day. Now, I categorize movement in macro and micro categories. So when I say move every day, that doesn't mean work out every single day at the highest intensity. It's to move every day. You know, that's... 10 minutes of foam rolling, 10 minutes of light stretching, maybe when you wake up or before you go to bed, just the more movement, the better. Those longer term workout sessions is 30, 60 minute sessions are great, um, but they're physically taxing on your body and you can't do them every single day. So I say, if you have 168 hours in your week, you're working out three hours a week in a macro sense, what are you doing with the remaining time? So that's a lot of time not to be moving. So uh, I advocate people to get those micro bouts of movement. I, I coined daily cup of movement. You got to get your daily cup of movement in, you know, whatever that may be, a walk around the block, whatever. Um, okay, number four. Yeah, four. We got to go through uh, these, I'm sorry, a little yeah, fast, yeah, yeah. but you four, have to reach, you have to contact yeah. Darren for more information. <laughs> um, four, sleep more. And if you can't sleep more, I get it. You know, it's recommended six to nine hours of sleep. Add more restful pockets during your day relaxation, close your eyes for five minutes. Meditation is not for everybody, but relaxation is. Okay. I love that. Number five. Um, number five, 
Do we have a five? Uh, I would say do less. Less ah, is more. Yes, love that. Uh, I would be, again, like nobody has all this figured out. Right. So the less you do, the less you have to worry about. Just focus on s- smaller habits, one thing at a time. Before you move every day, lay out your mat. Mm, love that. Then do that for a week. Put the foam roller out. Then grab a dumbbell. Then just continue to build. But start small. Mm, starting small so it's not overwhelming. Um, yeah. Okay. So if you want more information from Darren, those are really, really solid tips to winning your day. It's Go ahead. Tell them how they can get in touch uh, with you. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, so it's my Instagram, Darren Tomasso, uh, D-A-R-R-E-N. Tomaso, T-O-M-A-S-S-O. That's my Instagram. Uh, that's my website as well. Add the .com to that. Wonderful. And one last question before we leave, Darren. Okay. How do you live a fearlessly authentic life? <laughs> um, I think it starts with the self and being authentic with myself. I know my passion. I know my purpose. And I know my, what I'm working towards. And I, I said this earlier, nobody has this all figured out. It's a science experiment. So I'd be lying to you if I told you that I have all the knowledge, all the information, because every day I'm learning something that works and doesn't work. The fitness industry is still a relatively new industry. Um, and it's a $4.2 trillion industry at that. That's highly driven by trends and all that. But everybody wants to look for the best diet, the best workout plan and all those things. The best of anything is something that you can personally commit to and that you can enjoy. So I may do this, you may not like that. You may find that you're able to uh, sustain this better by doing some other type of, uh, of working out. Um, so, but what that takes is a scientific kind of mindset of trial and error. And that's similar to failure and starting small. Trial and error. See, take that cycling class. If you like it, try it again. Stay with it. If you don't like it, that's fine. At least you tried it. Go into that next thing. If you want to try uh, vegan eating, plant-based eating, keto, sure, whatever. The research is still um, developing, but find what works for you. And if you're able to enjoy it and sustain it, and I think it just takes me to be authentic with myself to realize, like, I don't have this all figured out. I used to eat meat. Now I'm, I'm mostly plant-based. Um, it's it's trial and error. I just have to know that I'm learning every single day and trying to grow every single day. And that's how you are true to yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of your knowledge. And um, I appreciate you very much as a trainer, as somebody who is pushing me every single week. You are amazing. I wish I could just train with you in person. I wish I lived in New York City, but I don't. So we're doing it this way. And it was an honor to have you on my show, Darren. So I will Thank see you. Thank you so much. I've been looking forward to this moment for so yeah. long. Yeah, me too. I'm so glad we got it together. So everybody, thank you so much for listening to Fearlessly Authentic. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Fearlessly Authentic on Apple Podcasts. Thank you. And I'll see you next week, everybody. Bye-bye. you for tuning in this week to fearlessly authentic please listen again next thursday at 12 noon pacific time and 3 p.m eastern time for another edition with your host jody harrison bauer on the voice america empowerment channel and unlock the keys to a more powerful you